Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're gonna love it. Porn stars, unsigned bands, pro wrestlers. You've come to the right place. The Jiggy Jaguar Experience. The Jiggy Jaguar Experience. Okay. Is uh, waiting on us. There he is, Neil Lighton or Layton. How are you, Neil? Hello, James. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I've got you. Are you going to do video with us, or do I need to just put up your album cover? I can do video. That's perfect. That's awesome. Look at that. Okay. Good to see you. So, uh, Neil, talk to us a little bit about your music and all the various things that you do. Right. Well. Um... Where to start? Lusitanian Ghost is uh, <clears throat> is a, uh, a project that I started here in Lisbon with uh, a couple Swedish friends of mine and some Portuguese musicians that play these funny little gu- guitars from different parts of Portugal. The the, the popular sort of chordophones, they're they're kind of old folk instruments with different different strings and different tunings. So. When we started, this was sort of like we were overdubbing these on on the usual rock and roll songs that we wrote. Um, but now we've we've just done away with the guitars altogether, and it's all about um, writing and performing on these chordophones, even though we're still singing in English and writing, you know, um, socially conscious uh, rock and roll music. That is awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here. On the Sunday radio broadcast, Luciferian Ghosts. So tell me about Luciferian Ghosts. Lusitanian, actually. Lusitanian. It's, there we it's, are. Um, well, Lusitanian, Jiggy Jag, Lusitan- the ugly American strikes again. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> Lusitania is, uh, is one of the names for, for the Celtic tribes that were here in Portugal before the Romans. And we use Lusitanian... Um, to sort of point to the roots of these really old instruments that we're using. Um, you know, not to be confused with the Lusitania, which was a ship that was sunk, I think, during World War II, um, famous for all of the wrong reasons. Uh, so, so, yeah, Lusitanian ghosts, I mean, <clears throat> the ghosts are the actual instruments because they were pretty much extinct in the, in the second half of the 20th century because Portugal at the time was under a fascist regime. Um, that just wanted people to listen to Fado music because Fado music teaches you to accept your fate um, and sort of be, um, uh, you know, keep your life on track and listen to the head of the family and the state and the church and that sort of thing. So the folk instruments weren't exactly welcome during those times. And a lot of them ended up in the fireplaces and, you know, literally burnt, uh, not at the stake, but but you know, around around different 
different villages and and uh, we were sort of bringing them back and it's not just Lusitanian ghosts as a collective that is doing this there's a lot of other int uh, interesting artists that are playing on the old instruments again and writing new material with them that is awesome so we are going to play long black train tell me a little bit about this track uh, uh the long well the long train is is uh it's about life it's about sort of um the travails and the strife and and staying the course of of your commitments and and um finding happiness by staying true to to yourself well, it is a uh, fantastic track. We are going to play it. It is called The Long Train. It is the stereo version, Lusterian Ghosts. And uh, we are going to uh, put you on a brief hold here on Skype and uh, play this. And uh, when we come back, we will have more with Neil here on your Sunday radio broadcast. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, that was the long train. Shock, shock me. Shock, shock me to Neil, who was going to join us, Lusterian Ghosts, and uh, he's with us today here on our Sunday radio broadcast. So, Neil, tell me a little bit about your songwriting process with the group. Okay, so, uh, you know, for this latest album, we actually, um, as I was saying, we, 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 we gave up the six-string guitars, and, and we've been writing on these chordophones. So, mostly, the way this record came about was uh, my Swedish friend, Mickey Ghost. Um, he plays the viola Martina. And the way we went about the songs was I would send him some lyrics without any music. And then he would write on the viola Martina. Um, he, he would write to those lyrics and then send them back to me between Lisbon and Stockholm. And then we did, we did a pre-production round in Lisbon. And then we finally went to Hamburg to record it uh, on analog tape at the Clouds Hill studio, which is an amazing playground to record in. It's really like a vintage uh, palace of vintage gear. So we, we recorded on two-inch tape, mixed down to quarter-inch analog uh, in mono and stereo. Just because we could. <laughs> wow. So where can people buy your music and find your music and all these things? It's distributed everywhere, of course, on the, all the digital platforms. And we're also doing the vinyl that's out. You know, the two vinyl records in mono and stereo will be out in September. <clears throat> They'll be distributed um, here in Europe in, in a number of, um, or by a number of distributors, including, and, and uh, Broken Silence from Germany has a stateside distributor. So they'll be available also uh, in the States uh, on vinyl as well as digitally worldwide. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what, what is, what is the uh, social media following like? Um, I think, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, I guess, slowly developing. I think, you know, we're not, we're not sort of like a 18 year old. We're not like a, we're not a young group. So we're not like uh, digital natives in the sense of always being on socials. Uh, promoting ourselves. So I think it, it's sort of a handicap that we might have. Um, but it's, you know, it's coming along gradually. And it's actually the new single is now on the uh, Spotify New Music Fridays here in Portugal, which is nice, except Portugal's a rather small market. So it, it has a limited reach. But, you know, we're hoping to also come over and play some showcase festivals in Canada and the States, um, you know, things like Canadian Music Week or uh, South by Southwest and getting the word out to more people. That is awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. Neil joins us live here on our big program. So another popular track of yours is Libsyn Calling. Tell me a little bit about this. Uh, well, Lisbon Calling is sort of a tip of the hat to, uh, to the clash, really, with, with you know, they had uh, London Calling. And Lisbon Calling was, um, was sort of our response if you will to to that clash tune uh it was written kind of tongue-in-cheek but but then it turned out to be sort of a live favorite at the concerts and a lot of people um enjoyed that track so uh so yeah that's that's kind of a funny one it's about all the uh the tourism in in lisbon and how the people that live here can no longer afford the city but the tourists all love it because they they bring money from outside and they can afford good meals and stuff 
Well, we are going to do this. I'm going to put you on another brief hold. We are going to Thanks, play James. this track. And when we come back, we have got more from our guest, uh, Lusterian Ghosts, the fantastic Neil Lighton is with us. It is Libspin Calling, and it's here. Ah, oh, That's interesting. 
Interesting the way that ended. Uh, we are going to go back to our guest. He is going to join us live here on our big program via the magic of the old Skip Skype. Yes, the old Skype, Rooney. And uh, so, who are some of your musical heroes and influences, Neil? Right. <clears throat> um, I guess, you know, I got into music listening to my. Uh, my mom's old Elvis Presley 45s, you know, I That's grew awesome. up in Lisbon listening to Elvis Presley without speaking a word of English and then moved to Canada at the age of 12. Canada. Um, That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, so I lived in, I, I was raised in Toronto. I went to university in Toronto, started my first band there. Uh, but yeah, I think Elvis Bowie. Uh, and then later, I really got into the Britpop scene with Suede and the Manic Street Preachers, that sort of thing. And also, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So, Lusitanian Ghosts kind of brings together the folk and the rock and the alternative influences, I think. But but very much, I'm into really good singers. So, I like Elvis and Bowie as, I think, my two main vocal references. That's awesome. Uh, one of the things I, I love about you guys is that you are Portuguese, Canadian, Swedish project, right? Which is absolutely amazing. Uh, tell us. It doesn't. A... It doesn't. It doesn't make it easy to tour. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, you know, it, it's actually slightly more complex than that because one of us is actually American, um, Abe. Uh, who plays the viola terceira? He was born in New York, um, and and so, but you know, he's he's got his parents are Portuguese, but he was born in in New York. Whereas I'm Portuguese, and I moved to Canada, so I wasn't <clears throat> North American to begin with. Um, but so there is this sort of international collective. There's two Swedish guys, Mickey Ghost, who plays the viola marantina and also sings with me, um, Janne Olsen, who plays the bass. And then all the cordophone players are Portuguese, including Abe, who's American and, and Portuguese. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's um, we've mostly played in in Sweden and Portugal. Also done a few shows in in Germany, um, but we hope to get out to North America soon on this on this third album. That is awesome. So tell me a little bit about the production process and the engineering process, mixing the album, all these things. You know, I hadn't recorded on two-inch tape since my uh, my solo record days back in Toronto, um, and we really felt the need to to go back and and record the old way, live off the floor, in one or two takes, onto the two-inch tape, mixing without Pro Tools, just mixing straight to quarter-inch tape. And Clouds Hill provided us with, with the uh, <clears throat> a studio that where you can still do that. There's not a lot of studios that have all the analog gear uh, <clears throat> and proper mixing consoles to do that these days. Um, and we just wanted it to sound really organic and and uh, keep that dynamic and and the sort of freshness of the live off the floor approach as opposed to all the digital editing that inevitably goes on when you when you record on pro tools or or on a, a digital system you know you fix the things that you think are mistakes but actually when you listen to the stones or, or you listen to old records that's what makes music special it's it's all the little quirks and the things that happen spontaneously so we wanted to make one of those records we wanted to make a, a vintage sounding record and and keep the uh 
keep the live approach, keep all the uh, mistakes in, if you will. Um, that said, you know, I don't speak for myself, but the other guys are really good players, so that there's not a lot of mistakes in there. Usterian Ghosts, it's a uh, Portuguese, Canadian, Swedish, and apparently New York City project. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, it, we're, we're talking a little bit about the, uh, the band itself and some of the different instruments. Um, so these, so tell me a little bit more about these Portuguese cornophones that you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when I, cause I, uh, <clears throat> like I said, I grew up in Canada, but when I moved back to Portugal, my grandfather who was still alive, then he, he knew I was playing music and, and I had toured around Europe and, and played in different projects over the years. And he said, you know, Portugal has this really rich uh, heritage of these folk instruments. You, you should you should get to know these. And I'm like, okay. And when I looked into it, it was like you drive for like 150 kilometers and you're in a different region in Portugal, which is a really small country. And all of the different regions have different instruments. And it's like uh, they, they look, you know, they're not guitar size but they're not as small as a ukulele um which by the way also came from portugal it's a cavaquinho that made made its way to hawaii when portugal was sailing around the world <clears throat> back in those good and bad days of the so-called discoveries um but these cordophones are sort of like these small guitars they're not as small as the ukulele they're not as big as like a gibson j45 um, and they have steel uh, strings in different arrays and, and tunings and combinations of double and triple strings. So some of them might ha might be like 10-string instruments. Others might be 12, 15, or even 18-string instruments. And you have to learn a whole new language with, with, the, with, the, with the left hand because the, the chord patterns are different in the different types of instruments. So you have the, the viola braguesa from the Braga region, the Amarantina from the city of Amarante, <clears throat> the Beiroa from the, the Beiras and the Castelo Branco, and the Campanissa from Alentejo. They're all different from each other. Um, <laughs> and yet, it, it, you know, they, they, they all sort of have, they're part of the same family of instruments. Well, you are amazing, my friend. Uh, you know, you know what, what is just just because you're such a cool guy because you know there's a lot of times i can't joke back and forth with the guests on the show because there's a lot of times i get these musicians on the sunday show and they're <coughs> serious and they are to be oh, appreciated really? for their art and all this and i'm like you're playing fucking, oh, right. you're, you're you're playing death metal calm down um every song <laughs> sounds like this calm down <laughs> But you remind me of that Peter Dinklage guy. Do you ever get that from people? No. The little that? midget guy from Game of Thrones or whatever? Peter Dinklage? Oh, I, you know, I've never the seen drunk. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen is. it. Is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> uh, I think that's a good thing because I've never seen okay. Game of Thrones either. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a Tolkien guy, I guess. I never really got into great and I and I you know, to be fair, I don't watch a lot of television. But, but, oh, that's but good. That's um, even better. You're, you're you're you've never seen Game of Thrones and you don't watch much TV. You you are on the I right gotta, path, brother. <laughs> what, what was uh, what was his surname? Peter what? Peter Dinklage is his I'll name. I'll look him up. I'll you look should up. look this cat up. 
he uh, he's gotten a reputation in the last couple of years in Hollywood of being just an, a, a drunk. But uh, he's in everything, so he's got a good agent. He 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 must have hired the Rock's agent because he's in everything. But mm, uh, right. <laughs> but we have got a great guest with us today. So you have got um, just crafted some amazing music here. Um, Thank you. The next song we are going to play, and I am going to butcher this. I'm sure I'm going to butcher this. Exotic Quizotic? Is that how you pronounce that? I Yeah, I'm, I'm unsure of that one myself. I, I, I call it Exotic Quixotic because of Don Quixote, but, you know. There it is. Uh, that, yeah, that sounds so much exotic, better. That sounds Quixotic, so much better. Yeah. That sounds so much better because 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 I'll tell you, that the, the way I pronounced it is... It's it, well, it, it's it's Jiggy Jag the Ugly American. That's just how well, it here's, is. No, here's, here's Jiggy. Listen, it's, here's the thing. That one is sung not by me, but by Mickey Ghost, our Swedish. Uh, okay, this is player. this is going to be my next question. Is Mickey and Ghost? I love, it. I love his voice. Is is Mickey Ghost? Is his 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 actual God given you know name Mickey Ghost, or is he? No. Or, or is that a gimmick? Because no, Mickey gonna, Ghost it, sounds such like a music name. It, I'll it, tell you it, the story. <laughs> I'll tell you the story. I, when I, I, I first went to Sweden back in 2005, um, when I was making my last solo record in Canada still, and uh, my Swedish label at the time put together a backing band for me to tour Sweden so I didn't have to fly over with all the Canadian guys. And so when I got to Sweden... I was introduced to this guitar player named Mickey the Ghost. And I asked him, I said, you know, so... And he said, I don't know, my name is Mickey Lundin, but everybody calls me Mickey the Ghost ever since I was a teenager. And I said, oh, okay. So I just call him Mickey Ghost since way back when. When we start... And so at the time when I was touring in Sweden, that was Neil Layton and the Ghosts, because the backing band ended, ended up being called the ghosts because of his nickname, right? Fast forward to starting up Lusitanian ghosts. And the reason for that is the instruments, as I explained, but also it wasn't the same band. It wasn't the Swedish ghosts. It was the, the Lusit- it was the Portuguese, you know, so, so we had to, you know, keep, keep the ghosts in there. And, and he had that nickname way before the band got together. So, yeah. Well, I just I, I I always find it amazing when I when I have various people on, especially here on the Sunday show, because I can do all sorts of crazy things here. Right. But I I, I interview I, I I've noticed that the one common thread between porn stars, rock stars, music people, um, uh, pro wrestlers, everybody's got cool names. And so when I seen this Mickey Ghost thing, I'm like, that can't be his real freaking name. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a nickname, but it's he's had it his whole life. What so would be fantastic uh... is if is if Mickey Ghost ended up uh, becoming the lead singer of the band Ghost. That would be. Oh yeah, fantastic. yeah, that's right. There's a yeah. Are they still around? That band? I think Ghost? they're still around. I yeah. think they're still around. They, they they did a cover fairly recently of some of some song from the eighties. And I'm like, this is horrible. So <laughs> I think they need to fire their agent as well. <clears throat> right. I, uh... <laughs> well, but, Mickey, um... Mickey's probably, uh, you know, he's the, the, the amazing thing about working with Mickey is that 
on Exotic Exotic, he sings lead vocals on this track that you're going to play. But on the new album, he sings like three tracks because I just love hearing him sing. So I'm sort of like little by little working on making myself redundant in Lusitanian Ghosts so I can just sit back and listen. It's amazing. You know, I can, you know, it's I I love his voice. It's it reminds me a lot of David Bowie. Well, we are going to do this. We're going to put you on another brief hold here on the old Skip Skype, the old Skyperoni, and we're going to play this track. Uh, what 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 did you call it earlier? Because I love the way you called it. Oh, ex- exotic quixotic. That's it. But- <laughs> That's it. We're going to go to that. We're not going to go to my the way I call it because the way I call it is ridiculous.
seguidores É isso que somos E temos orgulho on the old skip a skype or the old skype a rooney and uh we are gonna wrap things up here with our next guest he uh joins us neil as we uh as we wrap up here with you my friend because i know our, our next guests are uh they, they they look like they're gonna jump both of us on skype so i think we need to wrap this interview up pretty quick uh so it's been, uh, it's been great james thanks a lot it's been amazing <laughs> So, Neil, uh, before we let you go, because uh, we definitely have to do this again, especially because you're such a cool guy, and and I don't know if Andrew and the crew over there can hear me or not. Uh, can you guys uh, get off the the mute or whatever? There, you've muted you muted your mic. I I need to bring you guys in for something here, real quick. Hey, hey, <laughs> okay. <we're here. laughs> So, sitting here with our previous guest here, Neil, uh, from Lusterian Ghosts, does he not look like Peter Dinklage from uh, the, uh, the 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 damn Game of Thrones? Does pretty he? close. See, pretty close. see, he didn't know who the hell Peter Peter Dinklage was, so he's gonna go Google it. So now, now you guys tell me. You guys tell me. Is 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 that a good thing or a bad thing? You tell me. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's a great. We'll call him Mr. J. That Fox Jr. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> he does kind of have well, that thanks, look. James, you I know, think that's I, uh, great. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna. Have You've got to go up, look yeah. up this 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 Dinklage character now. But yeah. uh, but Neil, before we let you go, how do people buy your music? Get involved with what you're doing. And as I always like to say, when I plug the GoFundMe's, give them some of your hard-earned money. All right, so you can go to lusitanianghost.net, and uh, of course, we're all all, all the uh, digital platforms, and our vinyl records are available to ship worldwide, distributed by Broken Silence out of Germany. That's awesome. You know, you 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 you've dropped several references today to various countries. When when I used to when we used to have Ross the Boss, the rebel rousing ringleader, when anyone used to say Canada, he would always go Canada. So you you you've said Canada a few That's times. Right. And uh, then, then, then yeah, you yeah. mentioned then you mentioned the fact that your music is is available from a uh, from a group in Germany. Uh, you remind me of uh, that Opie and Anthony bit that they used to play, where they had the city council guy who would go Germany, and uh, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so that is that is good stuff. Well, uh, Neil, you have been fantastic. Uh, this has been amazing. I look forward to uh, chatting with you, and maybe next time we can get you and uh, Mickey Ghost on so I can tease him about Absolutely. how in his next life he will be the uh, lead singer of the band Ghost. So I won't have to yeah. do much of the changing of the last name or anything. But, uh, Neil, thanks for doing this, baby. I really appreciate it. We will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you, James, and you guys have a blast. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. So, Andrew, let's let's transition into you. Uh, Tell me a little bit about uh, what you guys do. Kind of give us a a, a little bit of a, a, as they say, uh, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Andrew Marsh. I'm Nathan Manuel. I'm Lenny Carey. And we are um, Winter Hearth. We are a black metal, thrash metal band based out of St. John's in Canada on the island of Newfoundland and Labrador. Um, We have a lot of progressive, like old school Opeth with its old school dissection vibes with like that 80s thrash, like PCLs with Who's Buying, Era Megadeth, like riffs, riffs, riffs. (laughs) (laughs) You get a riff and you get a riff and everybody gets a riff. The the Oprah of heavy metal, maybe. So, uh, so, uh, you guys, uh, I I think this is great that you guys are, are, are are from St. John's, you know, Canada, as Ross Long would say. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you guys got together as a group. I guess we'll start there. Well, it's funny because I'm the only original member here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, I I was having a I was having a conversation with Ross the other day about original members of bands, and I said, you know what? I always think is so funny when they bring in these, because uh, eventually everybody always brings in the the cover bands and all the other idiot bands, and uh, they'll bring in like saliva, and the only original member is the drummer. <laughs> oh man well i'm the guitarist and vocalist um okay. our yeah. first show was in 2013 we were practicing for about a year and a half prior uh the original member well it was myself robbie butler who was a high school friend of mine yes and through auditioning different drummers we eventually came across a guy named um, michael small uh Played very primitive, like we were. Michael very Smile, is that is that it? Uh, small, <laughs> small. Okay, because I, yeah. I I was I was waiting for you guys to say his, his name was Michael Smile, and, no. uh, and I was and I was like no, and I was like no. son of a bitch that that, that we got to get this guy on, and then he doesn't smile the entire interview. But, but go go ahead, go ahead. I don't think so. I don't think he smiles at all. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him that. Um, yeah. So those days it was very. Like old school black metal, like old school Venom, Bathory, uh, Hellhammer, Celtic Frost, that kind of stuff with Jesus. the thrash metal influence. Yeah. So by 2015, we had our first full length album, Curse the Summer, where uh, St. John's Newfoundland had the coldest summer in temperature in, in recorded history. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then a year later, we released um, Resettlement, and uh, things. You know, people get older, uh, what they want in life changes, as we all know. Uh, so me yes. and Mike decided to go our separate ways. A year after that, Robbie, music just wasn't his passion anymore. So that's, um, well, I should back it up. After we had Michael Smile, we recruited Bradley Ivany. Um, 
Okay. Played a few gigs, and then, like I said, Robbie left, and eventually this guy here, Lenny Carey, he was living in Alberta a few years prior. I didn't know who he was. Um, he had an ad on Kijiji for Ramon's tribute act. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I am going to definitely talk to him about a Ramon's tribute act here in a few, but, 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 but go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, we only ever did one show, but it was, it, it was one for the life experience for sure. And that eventually awesome. I said to Lenny, he's like, do you like this kind of music? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, why don't you give Winter Hearth a shot, see if you like it. And the rest was history there. And eventually, last year, we uh, performed in uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick at the first ever, well, our first ever East Coast Music Awards showcase. And I guess Brad, wow. after that, he didn't like, I don't think he likes that kind of attention. Uh, I know it's strange. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll tell you, I'm I, I'm a huge fan of, of of pro wrestling, and I'm yep. starting I'm starting to hear about all these AEW guys that are so afraid to cut promos, and I'm like, what? Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe a guy who was at a band that's at an award showcase is like, ah, I don't want anybody paying attention to us. We might get successful. Yeah, yeah so, so very- who knows? Yeah, you can tell he, I don't think that was for him, so he departure, and this is where we got Michael J. Fox Jr. here. We got to, that we is got fantastic. Somebody. Michael J. Fox Jr., that is, that, that is, that is, that is badass. I, I, I... It's, oh, it's uh, pretty funny. We actually uh, played a gig last night, and the opening band, Chokeslam, our former Choke drummer, Brad. Slam. That is awesome. Yeah, speaking of wrestling, Brad's actually the drummer for that band, and he's very happy. I mean, that's all that matters. And, like, even Mike will smile. Mike, Mike has a grunge band called Jade of Truth. He seems more than happy with that as well. So everything worked out. Everything's I, I, worked I, out I think everyone. that's fantastic. I think that's yes. great. So, okay. I, I, There's so much stuff here. Good God. Um, first of all, the Ramones tribute band. Let, 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 let's not let that one slip out the door, as they say. <laughs> Uh, so I got to know about this, you know, that get, give, give me all, all the details as they say. So basically I left, uh, Edmonton, Alberta. I lived up there for 10 years okay. and, um, pretty much at the end of it, I love the Ramones. I grew up, like I was, I found one of their, uh, greatest hits live albums in, um, a little discount bin for five bucks. That's awesome. Started listening to that's that. awesome. That's how that's how I discovered Kid Rock is as I found yeah. I found really one of his well, yeah. one of his when, when, before he was before he was Kid Rock when he was basically just that he had a flat top and he was a rapper. That that that's yeah. how I discovered Kid Rock is I found this tape and I'm like what is all this and then later on and Ball went to Bond he's running around with Joe C and now he's hanging out with Trump and I'm like wow. The guy, the guy that I found his original record in like a discount bin at some some place here in Hutch, I'm like, wow, he's got he's got Trump telling him how he's going to attack North Korea. It's just amazing. <laughs> I was going to say, Kid Rock. I didn't know what Bud Light was until I seen Kid Rock shoot it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So so okay so 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 this so this Ramones tribute band. How, how do you get all this together? Well, I. I... You know, I tried, I tried, I was almost had together up in Edmonton, but uh, I kind of hated Edmonton. 
And uh, I just decided to pack up and leave. And uh, I, hated I came back home. <laughs> I drove all the way back to Newfoundland. And uh, I got, I was kind of bored because I was unemployed. So I put up an ad to say, like, let's try to do remote bands. Easy, right? And, uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And someone else can learn all the music. And That's right. You know, just do something for something, a bit of fun. And I met Andrew. I want to be sedated. That's how you got to do. Yeah, it's like I Andrew messaged me and I was just like, "Yeah, let's do this." And we were just like, we decided to. It's such a weird thing. Well, what's funny about it, the basis we had Steve Howlett. What's his last name? I can't remember. Well, I'm calling Steve. <laughs> Steve um, used to play in a band called Tr- Children of Eve, and he's a very modest guy. And it's like I looked, I was like, Steve, didn't you open up for Kiss once? Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is fantastic. Opened up for uh, you know there was there was a guy way back in the day. I don't even know if that guy's even still alive, but there was this guy at one point, Dale Van Zant, who uh, who who had basically a rock name. Fucking crazy. This guy had opened up for all sorts of big bands back in the day because he found out where the bands would drive into and he would just show up with him and his band and their equipment and they would say, hey, we're the opener. <laughs> and security didn't check any of this stuff. They're like, okay, come <laughs> on in. And then they'd have like their merch girl go through the crowd while they were playing to sell merch so they could get the hell out of there and get back to McPherson, Kansas. It's just amazing. It's amazing. So, so yeah, I'm sure, you know, the, the, the guy that opened up for Kiss, you're like, hey, you opened up for Kiss. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I did. So that that is fantastic. So, okay. So this Michael J. Fox uh, shtick that, that that apparently you have, um, how in the world did, did 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 this get brought to your attention? I put a picture of him up on our Instagram to introduce people, and my friend messages me. He's like, "So who's Michael J. Fox Jr. in the band now, or what?" That is awesome. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. fantastic. Oh, <laughs> Michael J. Fox Jr. is in the band. Uh, you're based out of can you're in you're in, you you you're in Kansas. I right? am unfortunately in the state of Kansas. Yes, I am unfortunately. So, what's the weather like in Kansas today? Uh it's it's not rainy, but it's not hot. It's just kind of eh. Oh, okay, because we're like in sweater furnace weather here today. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We get, we get, like, the other day I was outside and it was 10 degrees and my girlfriend's like, don't you want to put on a sweater or something? I'm like, man, this is warm as 10 degrees in June, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, this is a rare current for Newfoundland. You know, <laughs> what is what is funny is a few years ago when we went to, uh, when, when, when we went to Las Vegas for the, for the, for the ABNs, also known as the Porn Awards, um, yeah. <laughs> while we were out there, uh, we took my mother with us. She, of course, didn't go to get, didn't go to the porn convention. Uh, she went. She went and went to like uh like 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 a like a knitting sewing store or one of these places, and it was like maybe I don't know, forties fifties out there. They're all in parkas and all this bullshit. They're like, oh my god, it's freezing out there. They got gloves and hats on. Holy crap! And it's like. Huh? Is that, 
Is that Fahrenheit or degrees? Sorry, I forgot where we. Yeah, we it would be shows. it would be degrees. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really hot. I'd fry so, in that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what? I'd die. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, typical like for the for celsius for us like a, a high for us in july or august could only be 21 to 25 yeah yeah so was that like 71 74 fahrenheit or something yeah yeah it's like i make not... best where we live to the wind is usually existent 24 hours so you could have a 30 degree celsius day but a ninety-kilometer wind of northeastern winds. That's right. That's right. And 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 we 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 uh, when we were sitting there in the hotel room, we were watching the the local news that night, and they said, "Well, you bet, bet, bet better watch it tomorrow. Bet, bet better hold on to your hat. It's going to be three three mile an hour wind." <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we're like, what? So yeah. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a little bit different of a world out, out there in, La, in 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 Las Vegas, Nevada. But uh, so, tell me about your musical heroes and influences, because I'm sure you guys have different ones. So how many days? How many days you got? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, to summarize me. It really started when I was like 11 or 12, getting into the early thrash metal stuff like Metallica, Dave Mustaine was my superhero when I was a kid growing up. Um, Carrie King. Like, I was, like, the dude from Stranger Things, basically. Awesome. <laughs> um, as I got older, got into much heavier stuff, but I also got in really appreciated the 70s era of music in general. I mean, to in my eyes, Black Sabbath is the greatest thing to come out of the 70s. I don't understand how people can like Led Zeppelin more than Black Sabbath, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> technically they're 60s yeah um as i got older really got into norwegian black metal it's very similar in the sense of they're from a land that looks pretty but it's really grim with the weather all the time just like me <laughs> right? that's awesome uh, really into immortal uh dissection from sweden uh Really into the German thrash metal stuff, too. I love Millie Petrosa from Creator, Angel Ripper from Sodom. And, of course, you can't forget the classic new wave of British metal era. To me, that is the original extreme metal. That's awesome. Right? Like, That's awesome. I mean, people don't... Like, this day and age where music is so accessible, people forget, like, once upon a time, Diamond Head was probably the heaviest thing happening with Angel, Witch, and Venom. <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah, I've uh, just I've had my feet in um, a load of different genres. Um, kind of cut my teeth on uh, like old school seventies progressive rock. Nerd. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. King King Crimson Genesis. Yes, you know I was Genesis maybe. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then I just you know my um, I was spending the night at my grandmother's house one night. My cousin uh, said, you know, you got to check out this uh, this crazy band. They have a weird uh, singing style, and he um, pulled up Opeth, and uh, wow. you know, nice. kind of introduced me to death metal, and uh, I just kind of went from there, you know, just trying to find the heaviest thing, and you know, um, playing as much as I could along with it, and uh, here we are. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> mine's really all over the place. Like I love Bob Dylan, 
I love fucking Knock Loose. That's awesome. Uh, um, <clears throat> another good one, Chelsea Green. I've listened to them a lot lately. They're probably one of my new favorite bands. Really crazy vocals. But then, like, also, like, what kind of inspired me to play music? I know probably a lot of people laugh at me. It was fucking, I love Limp Bizkit. All right. Hey, I love Limp. I uh, old school Limp Bizkit is, is, is great. Yeah, like, I'll never forget the time I was going through my brother's CD collection and I found fucking $3 Billy All and Korn's first album and it kind of just, like, changed everything. <laughs> They're great albums, like. Uh, Wes Borland just really, like, he just really inspired me to play. Like, I think he's a really great guitarist. Like, he does some crazy shit. And then, you know, I can listen to stuff like ABBA. I love ABBA. Like, hey, really ABBA's good. great, too. <laughs> you know, I'm all over the place. I, I fucking love the Beastie Boys. Excuse my language. I'm the Beastie Boys, baby. That's right. Like, Beastie Boys are probably, I, they're my always my number one on Spotify. I got over, like, 7,000 really? minutes listening to them last year. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just like one of those like things. I just think they're all over the place. Like they started out as a hardcore band and then they like did that song Cookie Puss and they're like, hey, you should start a rap band. And they, it's all the rest was history after that. Like such a cool, like they have such a cool history. So that's, that's why I badass. kind of fell in love with them. That is pretty <laughs> Well, we have got a yeah. uh, great guest with us today. They join us live here on our big, big broadcast. So you guys have got some incredible music. We are going to play some of it here in just a few seconds. Uh, tell me a little bit about this Rape of Eden. It's a Facebook marketing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I got to figure uh, I was doing mentoring sessions with Annabelle Ratney, um, she was once in Cradle of Filth, uh, Devilment. Wow. And she has her own band, Vale. Um, she was really helping me hone my skills as a songwriter because uh, basically teach me how to be more to the point because we live in the day and age of Spotify where people don't have the attention span like they would to listen to an album like Injustice for All, for example. Yes. <laughs> so I really taught myself how to trim the fat even though i'm so used to wanting to write 10 minute opuses <laughs> so we were talking about a concept and we were going to do um well first i said horticulture and she said well you know if you're going marketing in europe and a lot of your audience english is not their first language so a name like horticulture might be a bit of a mouthful from the say and i was like okay okay so then we were just sitting there thinking, and she said, how about Rape of Eden? And I just was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's ballsy. <laughs> She's like, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a very catching title. I was like, yep, yep. Somebody uh, uploaded the album on YouTube, and A is an at symbol <laughs> to escape the algorithm uh, dictatorship, for lack of other words. <laughs> that's awesome. But, yeah, that that's a great track in the sense it really, our previous album, Riverbed Empire, that track is probably the most Riverbed-esque, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like, it opens up. I have an electroharmonics male non-pedal because I'm obsessed, like this nerd here, I'm obsessed with 70s prog and quirky Mellotron sounds. So I tried to incorporate that at the beginning, and 
Honestly, when I listen to the song, sometimes I like, did I just rip off old Demu Borger? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are going to do this. We are going to play uh, the title track, Rape of Eden, from Rape of Eden. And uh, we are going to put you guys on a brief hold here on the old Skippa Skypa. And uh, we will be back with them here in just a few seconds. Uh, we are going to try to hunt down this track here because I had it. And then I didn't, as they say. So we're going to try to get this in, as they say.
Okay. That is uh, interesting. The Rape of Eden. And uh, we are going to go back to our guests. They join us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on the Sunday Radio Broadcast. And uh, so, gentlemen, uh, where do you see things going with the band over this the rest of this year? Uh, well, with the whole getting over a pandemic, about a month ago, everything was blank pages in the books being uh, slowly rebuilding. And now it's uh, starting to gear up very, very, very fast. <laughs> Uh, we're in talks with, well, I can't say no names or anything at the moment. We are in talks with a record label on a contract for Rape of Eden. Um, we are going to be playing Merciless Metal Fest in Stanley, Nova Scotia in August. Uh, there's another potential festival we're going to be part of in November. And I have a, there's a, there's a band called, I think, Obelisk. Oh, oh I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nobody heard it. It's just you and I here. Okay, it's not a big deal. There, the week before, <laughs> the weekend before, Merciless Metal Fest, we are opening for another band. <laughs> so the shows are starting to pick up again. Uh, for regard, see, the problem nowadays is the cost it is the tour, and when you see, for example. Uh, Megadeth or Dave Mustaine coming out and saying on the off idling day on the road, it's still costing them $45,000. That's yeah. very scary numbers. When you see that Anthrax and Fear Factory have to cut tours because of cost. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh, yeah. I, I, I am just amazed by... All the various things that continue to happen in the world around us. I, I I don't know why it is so hard for, especially in the United States, why isn't it so hard to put some money in people's pockets and give them health care? But uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one thing up there in, in Canada that you guys don't have to worry about. You guys at least have health care. That's good. Now if somebody could just put some damn money in your pocket. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Unfortunately, uh, as of probably since 2020, I mean, I'd say nationwide, the hospital system is just demolished. Yeah. Like, if you can get a family doctor in the province of Newfoundland, Labrador, like, that's like winning the lottery now. <laughs> wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and. The hospital system is basically collapsing. Wow. That well, sucks. ours is being bought out by a private company. So. Well, of course it is. Of yeah. course oh. it is. That's, that's... Well, well, the government can't take care of anything here. You know, you got that Trudeau dude up there that has... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know what is going on with this guy. Uh, well, I find our government is like... It's kind of like a joke. It's only like the past, like, maybe like... Our half government a year is a joke. started to get a little bit of an interesting like i'm more interested in u.s politics because at least it's like kind of exciting where it's just like ours feels like it's just a bunch of dumb canadians like just <laughs> i feel shit. like a bunch of dumb canadians that is all awesome. <laughs> you know i don't know i think everyone says that no matter where you're from i think everybody 
says or thinks it about their government. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the government, right? What do you what do you expect, right? If you think they're going to out there to help you, I guess you're just as dumb as they are. That's right. Oh. That's right. So, yeah. uh, so since you guys are in are in Canada, uh, I always have to ask my Canadian questions. I always oh, have. Yeah. I always have Canadian. I always have Canadian questions for folks. Now in, here's the thing: we're from the province that joined Canada last. Like we've only been part of Canada since 1949. Well, <laughs> hey, be a part of it. You're you're you're, you're you're still there. Um, yeah, hope. It was 51 to 49. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 49. The 49 wanted us to join America because apparently we had a seat in the Senate. <laughs> Jesus, what 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 a mess that would have been. <laughs> so why is it that and at least from what I can tell, and I don't know, they they, they, they probably have there there's probably a, a few, there's probably a percentage up there. In my opinion, a small percentage, but I'm 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 why is it every single woman in Canada is hot? I have yet to see any <laughs> ugly Canadian women. It, it, it's the water and the maple syrup. Is it? It's gotta be. And the, and the free healthcare. <laughs> the and MCP. the free healthcare. That's right. That's right. Yes, our MCP pays for plastic surgery and boob jobs. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. So <laughs> I made that last bit up. <laughs> so 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 being being up there in 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 Canada, or as Ross calls it, Canada. Um. <laughs> Is Bret Hart as much of a national hero as he makes himself out to be in America? He makes he thinks he thinks the Canadians think he is the greatest thing ever, which in a roundabout way, he is the excellence of execution. He is the best there is, the best there was, the best there will be. He's he's partially right. But do 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 people in Canada really think he is that big of a deal? Uh, some parts of Canada definitely do. Like back in the day, he was like, yeah. I remember my dad saying like he met Bret Hart, and I was just like, ah, oh, like yeah. <laughs> See? that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'll tell you, in our province, I'll tell you who the national hero, well, the international heroes are. ACDC. ACDC. Oh, I interviewed an ACDC tribute do. band a couple of weeks ago. If ACDC came to Newfoundland, it would be a, a provincial holiday from here on. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Like in Alberta, they're the same way. They actually have on uh, this other radio station, they have ACD3 at 3 p.m. where they play three ACDC That's songs. That's fantastic. They're already playing them all day anyway, so... <laughs> Now you got to torture me with three other ACDC oh, songs. Oh, we got it. Apparently, a... uh, uh, one of their cousins, I think, uh, what's this? Angus Young has a cousin in Alberta, so they're all like, "Yeah, man, they, like he has a cousin here. Like, yeah, we love ACDC." And I'm just like, "Calm down, guys. Like, that's awesome." Like, People like, love ACDC you know? all over the damn place because I interviewed an <laughs> ACDC tribute band recently called Noise Pollution. And these guys, I was like, "Oh, it's ACDC. I like ACDC. They 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 they've got a whole a whole catalog of, of of great songs. And then they have songs that like uh, Hail Caesar. I'm like, what? What in the world? Yeah. They have the song Hail Caesar yep. or uh, Safe in New York City. I feel safe in the cage, New York City. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, holy smokes. 
but I'll tell you, there had we crammed probably two to three hundred people in this place called the Red Shed here in Hutchinson, Kansas. Uh, at one point, it was an actual red shed, but now they've got a hu- huge building that they're in. That, uh, but uh, people love ACDC, so I would not be shocked if ACDC are like local heroes there in uh, in that Providence in uh, Canada. So, oh yeah, there you talk. That is that Can is badass. Sailor White, yeah, he was a wrestler from Newfoundland. He was like a tag team. Sailor bad. White, that is awesome. Like, I remember awesome. people always talking about him here because I used to have a lot of wrestling like friends that were into wrestling. They're like, yeah, Sailor White, man, he's from Newfoundland. I'm like, Sailor White, baby, that's great. Like, well, okay, something else that that I want to get your guys' take on, which uh, is is, I guess, Canadian eccentric or or something <laughs> like this. Let, let me let, let, let me get this figured out here so I can actually uh, figure out what the hell I'm doing here because I want to make sure I get this on tape because I'm going to send this to the to uh, to <laughs> someone. Uh, but uh, the 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 former pro wrestling manager turned kind of podcaster Jim Cornette. I don't oh, know if you guys Jim. know of Jim Cornette, the, the cult of Cornette. Yes. Uh, Brian Last, the the, the whole crew. Um, they have recently been talking about AEW coming to Canada and how they're not selling any tickets. They sold, they sold out that, that pay-per-view, the, the, the new Japan pay-per-view they're going to do, or it's a AEW new Japan forbidden door. They've sold the pay-per-view out. Um, they're having trouble selling tickets. And one of the things that Cornette has said is that, Everything is in within the same couple days, and some of the ticket prices are insane. You guys are actually from Canada. What do you attribute to the fact that AEW ain't selling any tickets? Is it because, like you guys were saying, you know, your 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 healthcare system's kind of in shambles, so you know, nope, nobody's got any cash. It seems. And even though it's you know government healthcare or whatever, but what why do you, what do you guys think is the issue as to why like they've got all these shows in Canada but they're not selling hardly any tickets? Is it because nobody's got any cash? What 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 is your guys' view on this? Oh, yeah. For starters, I can see Jim Cornette saying they don't have a clue how to promote AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I never, That's always I never heard of it. No, I mean, what? You I mean? never. I heard, I know AEW like from the from the United States, but like I never knew they were coming here. Like, I never, dude. I never knew they were coming here, and like. Depending on which provinces they were coming to, like if I could make it, I would totally go see an AEW show, man. See Darby Allen. It definitely, it would definitely like grow, like do well in Newfoundland because we're pretty much like everyone Dude, here is like a bunch a of rednecks. Isn't there a Newfoundlander yeah. in AEW at the moment? I don't know. Let me see. I gotta Google there. this while we're talking. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because AEW is 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 gonna be in that area. Uh, very, very quick. I, I, they're going to be there for Forbidden Door, which, like I said, is the, the, the old New Japan, you know, pay-per-view. And then they're going to be there in Toronto for Collision. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be in, then the very next day, very same building, is the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. And then the very, and then they're going to be there Wednesday, June 28th in Hamilton, Ontario. And then they're going to be there again 
Hamilton, Ontario, the, the, like a couple days later for the Saturday show. Then they're going to be in Edmonton, Regina, um, Saskatoon, which is always a good one, uh, to reference our Bret Hart conversation earlier. They're going to be in Calgary on the 15th. But they haven't really sold any tickets to a lot of these shows. And Cornette and Last were thinking that maybe it's because, well, one, they're, you know, oversaturating uh, Mm -hmm. from what you guys were saying. Nobody even knows that they're coming. Well, (laughs) one thing I've noticed at AEW, there's so many factions in AEW. I cannot keep up with every faction in AEW. (laughs) (laughs) You get a faction. You get a faction. Everybody gets a faction. I'm a bit uh, foggy now because I haven't watched AEW in about a year. Um, Chris Jericho, he's still heavily involved in AEW. Uh, Unfortunately, yes, he still is. He's not... He he is still zapping Kurt everybody's Kurt. charisma and uh and, and... Yes, man. Oh. He's not like Is it? I don't yeah. know. I, I don't think Chris Jericho is as well liked as a Canadian wrestler as Bret oh, Hart no. or Edge <laughs> or, or Chris is... Strat. Did you say Chris Benoit? Oh Jesus. I do he was one of he was one of my all time favorite wrestlers, and then when I woke up that morning, my mother told me what happened. I was like, "What? Yeah, it was." Yeah, yeah. That's that's heavy shit. And then like, there's and then there's conspiracy theories all over the internet that supposedly Kevin Sullivan did it, which is unfounded and just <laughs> crazy. But uh, yes, Jericho is still he's still involved. He's on he's on most of the posters for the for the Wednesday Dynamite shows. Uh, so, so you mentioned, uh, and he's front and center on the Edmonton, Alberta, uh, poster, but, uh, but, uh, so you mentioned that you haven't been in, you haven't been watching AEW for, for a year or so. And you were asking if yep. Jericho's still heavily involved. Why, what, what motivated you to not be checking in with it since then? Was, was there some reason? I think a lot of it was. When I heard CM Punk was coming back. Oh, really? Shit. I was like, oh, shit. It doesn't seem like he's doing anything. (laughs) And the one that got me the most, oh, my God, dude. I can't remember the match. But it was uh, like an explosion match. And they botched it at the end with with the little sparklers. Oh, was it John Moxley? Yes, it was Moxley. Oh, no, Jim or as or as like, Jim Cornette calls him, Plumber Moxley. Oh boy! <laughs> when I know Jim Cornette's going to be shit in AEW, I will listen. There's two things I will listen to: Cornette for hours talking about AEW and Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is uh, that that is good. Uh, so with this whole, uh, so so since you haven't been actively you know paying attention so you did you miss this whole thing with punk and the falling out with the box and a steel yeah. biting kenny omega or a steel's dog biting or somebody's dog or something happened somehow kenny omega <laughs> got bit <laughs> so you missed that whole thing right and what i don't get is like Assuming I'm assuming MJF is still there. Yes, and he's still the heavyweight like, champion. He's still yeah, there. Like, have him on the Bills. Like this dude has the potential to be the 
the biggest heel wrestler happening in the whole industry of wrestling. The dude knows what he's doing. Like, he's in autograph signing shitting on four-year-olds to their face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right? He's like, to me, MJF is the closest thing to the Attitude Era we're going to get at the moment. Well, I I think this is this this is fantastic that uh, that that you that that you listen to Cornette and everything. I'm gonna somehow oh. make sure that Brian Last or Cornette hears this clip. I'm gonna get them this 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 clip here of us and. What you know, Jim Cornette? Well, I I I I don't know him personally, but I know people who do know him. Dude, dude, you have no idea how starstruck I would be if I met Jim Cornette. He's the dude, man. (laughs) He's like, no, he's my number one podcast I listen to, and I'm not, I'm not really a podcast person, but like, what? Do you know Jim Cornette's (laughs) drive-through? You know the whole thing. The drive-through. Like screaming at people back in the nineties, and I'm like walking into WWF, basically. Sounds if, interesting. If your bandmates have not seen the the video of him yelling at the people at what was it a Wendy's drive-through, you should show them that. Uh... <laughs> he was a well, you know was a dude from Smashing Pumpkins, William yeah. Corgan. Yeah, he got the he got NWA wrestling now, doesn't he? Yes, he bought the National Wrestling Alliance. Well, Cor- Cornette was commentating, and he said something that won't fly today, but flew in the eighties. <laughs> so, it was creative uh, editing, and all of a sudden he was gone. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, uh, as yeah. as 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 we wrap up here with you guys, uh, how do we get in touch with you guys online and? Buy your merch and get involved with everything you're doing. Oh, man. Well, you can listen to all of our music on any mainstream platform. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook. We, I am in the process of getting our Bandcamp page updated for merch stuff. But like, don't be shy. Message the band page, and we will make something happen. We'll get your shipping costs figured out and everything. And we... We ship everywhere. We will take your money, especially your American dollars. We want your American dollars. We will take your money. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, gentlemen, you have been fantastic. This has been great. We're definitely got to do this again. Uh, you guys have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Stay warm up there in Canada, and uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you, guys. Dude, if you're the reason why Jim Cornette messages me, I I don't know. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, be be listening because I'm gonna get him this clip. And I, what would be what would be super freak is if they played portion of that clip on the on the Jim Cornette show. That would be Dude, badass. His, <laughs> his rant on Vince Russo from like '99 or 2000, or he's oh yeah, it's it's legendary. It's legendary. Russo. <laughs> you know what is so funny is that I got to be. Um, I don't know how the hell I got to be somewhat friends with Kenny Starmaker Bolin a few years ago, uh, which was uh, Jim Cornette's childhood friend. And uh, we used to do these Christmas specials where Bolin would come on and he would, he I would, I would schedule porn stars, bands, whatever. And me and Bolin and a few people in the studio would interview these 
these bands or these porn people. And uh, Bolin was always, you know, he, he was playing the heel. He was always shitting on the bands and everything. And uh, But the bands just loved it. Because they, they, they just thought it was the greatest thing ever. Because they didn't know who the fuck Kenny Bolin was. And Kenny didn't know who the fuck they were. And uh, it was it was great. And then, of course, as we all know with Bolin, he had that big falling out with Cornette because he, he played Jim Cornette's voice on Vince Russo's show. And then Cornette found out about it, and now they're no longer friends. And so a 20-year <laughs> friendship down the toilet... All because of that goddamn Vince Russo. <laughs> oh, dude. And, uh, oh, Chuck. Uh, Cornet and Russo, this is like Israel Palestine shit on the go. Okay. Yeah. It, it, yes. <laughs> yes. And what's funny is about, I think it was during the pandemic when everybody was, was locked down and everybody was home. I had the greatest interviews because I interviewed all sorts of people because they had nowhere to go. <laughs> so I interviewed Vince Russo for an hour <laughs> and me and my buddy, uh, John Mosier, we pretty much talked with him mostly about baseball. <laughs> we didn't even talk about wrestling. <laughs> so it was, it, 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 it was insane. We, we did talk about WCW a little bit cause I'm a huge WCW Mark, but, uh, <laughs> but you, for you you oh go ahead go ahead baby go ahead uh, my, you... aunt, my aunt i had an aunt well she's lived in virginia now but she was um for so many years of her life she was living around tampa bay oh jesus oh, she's a huge wrestling <laughs> fan and basically would mail me up my wrestling shirts because you know it was, it was you had more selection in the states and better prices yeah so i had lots of goldberg shirts and she gave me a buff bagwell shirt <laughs> You know what's funny is before he got before he went off to rehab a couple years ago, I interviewed him at a sh- at an indie show he did at the Cotillion Ballroom in Wichita, Kansas. Um, he's the only guy that was at that show that they would let me interview, and so we went out back, and I just marked out and was interviewing Buff. It it it, it was it was great, but I, I thought you were gonna when you meant when you said Tampa. I thought you were going to make some reference to that guy, uh, <laughs> the Hulkster. Oh. <laughs> or, 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 or make some reference to Bubba the Love Sponge, who uh, I ironically have an autographed photo of Bubba the Love Sponge in this studio somewhere. But, um, but yeah, it's it, it, wrestling, music, the whole thing, it's crazy. Like, like you guys were talking earlier about Jericho and Fozzie. You know... <laughs> I I got uh, a photo pass and a press pass to go cover a Fozzie show. Uh, was it last year, year before? And when they came out on stage, you could clearly tell that if Jericho could figure out a way to just do Fozzie full time, he'd do Fozzie full time. Okay. He loved being up there. He was singing and going and kicking and doing all the stuff. And I'm like. I looked at my my buddy Big Will who was with us, and I'm like, he clearly wants to be a rock star. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, wrestler, he clearly wrestler. does not want to be a wrestler. <laughs> Man, you remember the ECW heat wave incident with the Dudleys? <laughs> you know, I I I do, I do. That would not fly today. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that would not fly. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, uh, I don't know if you guys, um, uh, the Iron Sheik, as everybody knows, passed passed away <laughs> recently. But the Iron Sheik had a uh, had a documentary that A and E did on him, and I was genuinely shocked. They played this clip, and every time they play it, I just I'm just shocked. I, I and, and I and I've seen you know I've been a wrestling fan forever, so I've seen all the crazy shit. You know, I've I, I've seen the the old woman who was at the old nitros who wanted to reach out with her cane and get Hogan. You know, all, all, all that. If you've ever seen that, if you have, they've never seen that clip. You you should find that on YouTube and show show it to to your brethren there because I think they would they would be entertained. But uh, <laughs> but there's a scene in this where they talk about Iron Sheik was just this heel and this bad guy in the '80s. And he walked over to a Marine who was holding a flag while they were doing a presentation and singing, you know, the anthem. And he just kicks this guy in the privates and he goes down. And I'm looking at that going, oh, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, that genuinely shocked me. Because I've seen all this other crap, you know, but that genuinely shocked me. I'm like, holy crap, he just kicked a Marine holding an American flag and whoop, <laughs> down, down, you know, as Cornette says, he went down, down her quicker than four o'clock. He just, boom. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just like, wow. So, so yeah, it is. But like you guys were saying earlier with the Fozzie thing, I remember when Fozzie, when, when he first started it, and it was called Fozzie Osborne. Yeah. And it yeah. was all the guys who were in a band by the name of Stuck Mojo. And yep. it was all the Stuck Mojo guys and Chris Jericho. And then they changed it to just Fozzie. And then it went from being parody music to actual music. And then I don't know how it happened, but somebody somewhere, and I know this wasn't a Chris Jericho thing, even though he would probably never admit it. Somebody gave them that Judas song. And then all of a sudden, they're the biggest damn thing on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it it but this this has been fantastic. You you guys are fun. Uh, we definitely are going to have to do this again at some stage of the game. Uh, before we let you guys go, run it down for us one more time. How do people get your social media, your music, websites, all the stuff? So you can contact us on Facebook. We're Winter Hearth, W-I-N-T-E-R-H-E-A-R-T-H. Uh, we're available on all mainstream media platforms. Uh, Bandcamp, we are in the process of getting our merch. Uh, we're in the process of figuring out new merch as well to um, entice the newer generations to uh, buy our shit and make us evil capitalists. <laughs> 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 I'm going to look I'm going to look at Monopoly Man soon, man. <laughs> hey, you know, that's 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 the goal. Oh, that's yeah. really and the goal be, at the end of the day. Yes, and don't be shy. Message the band Facebook page. We will figure out how to get your merch to your doorstep. <laughs> that is great. Well, you guys are fun. <laughs> We're definitely going to do this again. You guys have yourself a... Uh, a wonderful day, and uh, if you get a chance, my man, show your show show uh, Michael J. Fox Jr. and your uh, and and 
and and uh, and and your other friend there. Uh, some of the clips we've talked about today because they're freely available on YouTube. I think I think my favorite is the old woman trying to reach across the barrier, trying to slap at Hulk Hogan on Nitro, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and him just standing there like this, and she's just like, and, get the Hogan. Right. and it's like that's heat. <laughs> yeah. Question before you go. Okay. What's up? Okay. What's up? Nikolai Volkov. Right? Nikolai Volkov. Yes. What? 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 What do you have for old Nikolai? Epic, epic heel to face turn when he just starts singing the American national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I. I. I just uh, all all the craziness. What I think is funny is that singers want to be wrestlers and wrestlers want to be singers. It's the greatest thing True. ever. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, that's that guy. Is that that UFC dude? Who? Who's that UFC dude who likes to sing all the time? Remember he just started singing a song there uh, during the <laughs> I know there I know who you're talking about and and for whatever reason and I know it's not him, but what pops in my head is Tyson Fury, the boxer. Who always yeah, he's like he has an accent or something. I think yes, he's like, yes. He just loves to sing. He just started singing like he instead of winning, he just started singing like some random. Oh yeah, wasn't even like the anthem or anything. You you gotta you gotta look up if you don't you don't know who Tyson Fury is, my man. You've got to go look him up. Uh, he's 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 an interesting individual. He uh, he is definitely not politically correct. Um, nice. He was trying to get a, a boxing match with a guy by the name of Anthony Joshua, who at one point had a piece of the heavyweight boxing title. And he couldn't get Joshua to sign the contract. And there's, you know, all, all this nonsense in boxing. It's, it's, it, boxing is su- such a mess of an organization and a sport. But uh, Anthony Joshua is a gay guy. He's homosexual. And at one point, uh, during this, this interview that Tyson Fury's having with, uh, fuck, I think it was, I think it was one of your Canadian own Ariel Hawani, it might be, might've been with, with Ariel Hawani, but, uh, Tyson looks at him and he says, ah, I'll get Anthony Joshua at some point. He's just an old sausage eater. And I'm like, wow, that is not politically correct. So, <laughs> yeah, it's we live in quite the world. Just oh, yeah. play, just play death metal. That's all you guys need. <laughs> yep. Just play yep. death metal and be done with it. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. Until next time. Appreciate it. There they go. They are fantastic. This was fun, and uh, thanks for joining us today here on our world famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio broadcast. So that was fifty minutes with those guys. <laughs> if you can believe that. Oh, wow! What a deal, as they say. I don't know why they're saying it, but they are indeed saying it. Okay, that was supposed to be our last guest of the day, and I was supposed to hold them over. Well, they were they were supposed to be on at two thirty. They got here at three, but that's fine. So, if you're listening to us live, thank you. Um, why don't we do this? Let's do this. Let's reset. Let's take a quick commercial break, 
And when we come back, I'll figure something else to do. Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 co-pays, and $0 deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. 800-991-7014. And let Best Med Care do the work for you. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-435-1899. 800-435-1899. 800-435-1899. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A Jacuzzi Bath System fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom for a virtual or in-home appointment. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. 800-763-8517. You work hard to provide a better life for your family. The only problem is that you now have a tax bill that you can't afford to pay. The IRS is now threatening to garnish your wages and put a levy on your bank account. You can't ignore the IRS. They won't go away on their own. You need help. And you need it now. Give us a call now and we'll create a plan of action for you that we guarantee will work. Stop the harassing phone calls. Stop the threatening letters. Stop wage garnishments. Stop any bank levies. And most importantly, put an end to your tax nightmare once and for all. If you have a tax debt of $10,000 or more, call the tax pros at United Tax Fix today. 
Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-678-7027. 800-678-7027. That's 800-678-7027. Call now. Back here live on our big broadcast. We are coast to coast. We are border to border on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. All that fun stuff. Go to our website, jaguar.com for more. Also, kjagradio.com for all of our musician interviews. And uh, we have got a great guest joining us here on the telephone. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hey there, everybody. Um, my name is Jay, uh, calling from uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm in a band called Gallo Glass. I'm the lead singer of that band, and um, we are thrilled to be talking to you today. So, how did the band get started? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, it, it was born sort of of one of my or from one of my old bands. So, uh, myself and the current lead guitar player Don were in a band together uh, for almost a decade previous to this one. And so um, we took a little break uh, from that one, and um, it was almost exactly a seven-year itch. Uh, I called him up, and it was almost like he had been waiting for me to call him. <laughs> and we immediately got in the room and, and assembled a band. And, um, you know, that was, oh, about five years ago. And uh, here we are uh released our second EP and um, a third one is is written and uh, about to be recorded so uh, we just keep trucking along that's awesome that's awesome we have got a great guest with us today joins us live here on our big broadcast so uh, how do we get in touch with you guys on social media websites all those things yeah so we're everywhere Um, the big thing to remember is that Gallo Glass only has one S at the back of it. So the word glass is a little shortened. Uh, so um, that's how you'll find us, though. You search uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can go to our uh, uh, Spotify page. We're also on uh, Amazon Music. We have a band camp. Um, so literally every outlet that you would search a band on these days, we are on. Uh, just remember, Gallo Glass with one S. That's awesome. We have got uh, a great guest with us today. Gallo Glass is with us. So, um, who are some of your musical heroes and influences? Gosh, you know, we're we're all over the place in that regard. I would say, um, you know, if if you were to ask any of us, I think what bands you know, we sound comparable to, I would say that, uh, Lamb of God is probably first up there because, uh, our drummer is a massive, massive Lamb of God fan. So that's one of his heavier influences, uh, on the kit. And, um, you know, beyond that, I mean, it, it could go from Gojira to Black Sabbath to Testament. Um, we're kind of all over the map in that regard. Tough to really, you know, people, uh, always ask what genre of metal we are, and I never know what to say to that. Um, it, it, it's a, it's sort of a, <laughs> a tough pigeonhole for us. Um, but I mean, uh, gun to my head, I'd say we're we're probably groove metal. Um, if if you have to, if you have to pinpoint it, but yeah, influences are all over the map. 
We have got a great guest with us today. Joins us live on our big broadcast here. Gallo Glass is with us. So, um, you guys have been around for a heck of a long time. Tell us a little bit about your songwriting process. Yeah, so um, typically it starts with Don um, because our rehearsal space and our recording studio are uh, both at his residence. So he's got the advantage of kind of getting in whenever he wants to um, and, um, you know, starting that writing that opening riff for any song. Um, but he's not the only beginning point. We, we have, I think, a really good collaboration of writers in our band. Um, and, and speaking for myself, I would say this is probably uh, the most active group of writers I've been in a band with, and I really enjoy that because, like I said, you know, our, uh, our influences are coming from all over the place and, and coming from different sides of the room. So, um, you know, when, when everybody contributes, that's, I think, what gives us sort of that metal melting pot, uh, you know, sound, if you will. But um, our, our guitar players, I would say, uh, usually kick things off. Um, and, uh, and, and then we get in the room and, and we go from there. Um, you know, not, there, there is some pre-production with our writing. Um, but I think what works best for us is actually getting in the room and playing the stuff uh, and feeling it, feeling it out and, uh, and, and uh, you know, making sure that we put our best foot forward that way. That is awesome. We have got uh, Gallo Glass with us today. They join us live here on our big program. So um, how do people listen to your music and buy your music and everything? Right. So as of right now, we're, we're only available uh, in a digital sense. Um, but uh, I would start with our Bandcamp page. Um, both of our releases are on there. And, you know, there are only five songs apiece, so, you know, we ask for four bucks, uh, not a huge commitment. Um, but you can also preview the music on there just to make sure, you know, that, that that's an advantage that we didn't have, or I didn't have at least, uh, speaking for myself, you know, when I was buying records as a kid. But um, you can preview the songs, and if you, if you like what you hear, you can buy them on our Bandcamp page. Uh, also, um, uh, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, uh, the Google Store, um, Again, any any online outlet that you would normally purchase music, we're, we're available on. And, uh, um, you know, of course, our Spotify page, um, people, you know, seems to be the promoters are all looking at that to see how many plays you've got. So help us out on that as well and stream our music. It, it, it definitely helps us. That is awesome. We have got uh, great guests with us today. They join us live here on our big, big broadcast. So tell me a little bit about some of your different goals and, and everything coming up with the band. Yeah, you know, um, really right now, um, we're just focused on playing the best shows that work for us. Um, you know, uh, we're focused on writing good material, um, I wouldn't say that there are any, you know, that we sat down and wrote down a list of goals. Um, we're, we're a little bit of a, of an older group, 
um, just in general. Um, we're not old old geezers or anything like that, but I mean, hey, Metallic is in their seventies and they're still doing it, so you know we can do it in our forties and fifties, right? So, um, but but what I what I mean by that is that you know uh, there there are other definitely other priorities in life for all of us that we have to work around. Not not that uh, we don't take being in a band seriously, but uh, we also take. Uh, fatherhood and and being a good husband seriously as well so you know those things definitely come into play uh, as we are uh you know looking towards the future um all, all those things considered though we you know uh we want to play big shows and we want our music to be out there in front of the masses and um you know we're, we're open to anything um and so you know talking talking to you here today is actually part of sort of our uh, marketing push that we've got going on right now for the for the new EP Revelator, and so um, you know just little things like this, and and uh, you know getting on getting on cool radio shows like yourself, and uh, you, you know getting to talk to some people from cool metal magazines. Uh, you know we're just trying to dip our sort of dip our fingers in anything we can right now just to get the word out. Um, even though we've been together a while, it's you know, there's a pandemic slap in the middle of all that. So that kind of put the brakes on everything um, in terms of playing out and, and uh, you know, you know, getting things done um, as a band. So um, but I say we're, re- we're rebounding very well from that. Um, it was a little shaky in the beginning there, but um, we got it together and we're doing we're doing a lot better now coming out of that thing. We have got uh, Galaglass with us today. They join us live here on our big, big broadcast. So if people wanted to listen to your music online or sample what you guys are doing, how do they do that exactly? Uh, again, um, it, it, it comes down to uh, all the digital outlets. Um, you know, uh, anything that we have that's released at this moment is available for uh, anyone to, to listen to and or purchase. Um, of course, we prefer the, the purchase. It helps us out, uh, helps us get merchandise, and helps us get from point A to point B uh, when we are playing gigs. So, um, But, yeah, again, it's, it's, uh, it's Spotify. It's, it's, uh, it's Apple Music. It's our Bandcamp. I really, you know, I really want to push the Bandcamp. We just did a re... Uh, we just revamped it a little bit, and... Uh, it looks really cool. It's got all of our latest sort of uh, imagery on it, and uh, definitely worth going to check that out. And again, you know, nothing, nothing is uh, overly expensive there. We, we, we're not trying to take advantage of anybody. We just uh, any any little help, any little help will do. Yeah. So we have got uh, Gallo Glass with us today. Well, we are going to do this. I am going to place you on a brief hold here on the phone. And uh, we are going to play some Gallo Glass music. So uh, I'm going to put you on a hold, and we will be right back. We have got some Gallo Glass music right now here on our big, big broadcast. Coast to coast. Hold on the boat. All Let's go. 
Glass, and they join us today here on our big broadcast. So, talk to me a little bit about uh, what are some of your goals over the next couple of years for Gallo Glass? Uh, over the next couple of years, man, write killer tunes, play killer shows, um, and, and really that's the bottom line. Um, we, we just... We, we love taking a stage when we can, um, and when, when we do, man, it's... Uh, it's the ultimate release for us uh, as a unit. And I, I would I would be able to speak for the other guys when I'd say individually as well. Um, so yeah, uh, we 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 would really like to uh, sort of ex- expand our boundaries a little bit beyond PA, which uh, we we do have on the schedule a little bit here and there uh, currently. So uh, we'll be playing in Maryland next month and uh, on uh, down in Frederick, and then we're in Baltimore uh, in a couple of months from now. So. Uh, yeah, cool shows are popping up all over the place, but that's really it, man. We keep it simple. Um, we're all sort of seasoned veterans. We don't get too excited about ups and downs and things like that. So, yeah, man, play cool shows, write killer tunes, um, play those killer tunes in front of in front of awesome people. That's that's the goal. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Gallo Glass is with us here on our big program. And uh, before we let you go, uh, where do we find your music, buy your music, everything? Yeah, right on. So uh, uh, we're going to go to uh, Bandcamp first to find and, and, and purchase some Gallo Glass music. That's the, that's the best place uh, we see fit for you to go. And then uh, after that, it's anywhere else you want to find us, um, uh, Apple Music, uh, used to be itunes i think it's apple music now um amazon music um we have a youtube channel that you can check out and subscribe to we have a spotify channel that you can check out and subscribe to um our music is pretty much anywhere you could possibly look for any kind of music well we really appreciate you making time for us today thanks for coming on and chatting and we will talk to you soon thank you sir that's my pleasure take care you guys goes gallo glass attention people with medicare and anyone turning 65 are you enrolled in the best medicare plan available the average medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 medicare plans 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 co-pays, and $0 deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-991-7014. That's 800-991-7014. 800-991-7014. And let Best Med Care do the work for you. 
If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-435-1899. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debts may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. A Jacuzzi Bath System fits in your existing tub space. It's a no-mess installation with an amazing style selection, factory-certified installers, and a limited lifetime warranty. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. Right now and get 50% off installations with no interest and no payments for 12 months. Replace that old bathtub today with a walk-in shower for a safer bathing experience. If you have lived in your home for over 15 years, it's time to remodel your bathroom for a virtual or in-home appointment. Call 800-763-8517. That's 800-763-8517. 800-763-8517. You work hard to provide a better life for your family. The only problem is that you now have a tax bill that you can't afford to pay. The IRS is now threatening to garnish your wages and put a levy on your bank account. You can't ignore the IRS. They won't go away on their own. You need help. And you need it now. Give us a call now and we'll create a plan of action for you that we guarantee will work. Stop the harassing phone calls. Stop the threatening letters. Stop wage garnishments. Stop any bank levies. And most importantly, put an end to your tax nightmare once and for all. If you have a tax debt of $10,000 or more, call the tax pros at United Tax Fix today. Representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-678-7027. 800-678-7027. That's 800-678-7027. Call now. 